Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now, let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document each month of your baby's life. Plus, the Family Album app has unlimited storage and it is totally free. Yes, you heard that right. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by ads when you're just trying to relive those heartwarming moments. So if you are still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, it is time to level up your family photo game with a free photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician approved skin protectant free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or walmart.com. I have another great birth story episode for you. This time it is with Monique. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN who's been in practice for nearly 15 years. I've had the privilege of helping over 1,000 babies into this world, and I'm here to help you be calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 211. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you are a returning listener, I am so glad that you're spending some of your time with me today. In today's episode of the podcast, we have a birth story from Monique. 
Monique is originally from Suriname, which is a country in South America. And in 2017, she moved to St. Martin, where she lived and worked for 12 years. In 2020, she moved to Tallahassee, Alabama, where she married her husband, Wayne, and their daughter was added to the family in 2022. Monique is an older first-time mom. She was 41 when she had a miscarriage and then 42 at her first baby's birth. She also had to deal with being in the U.S. for just a short period of time when she got pregnant and getting acquainted with the U.S. culture and customs regarding birth. She really wanted to have or thought she wanted to have a vaginal birth with an epidural. You're going to hear how she's very confident in knowing that she did not want to experience pain. And she was scheduled to be induced just after 40 weeks. But as things can happen with labor, as things do with labor, things took a little bit of a turn. And you're going to hear all about those twists and turns in her birth story today. The takeaway from this episode, though, is just really about being prepared and how you can absolutely have a healthy pregnancy and birth, even if you are over 40. So I know you are going to love it. Now, one of the things that Monique did to prepare was take the birth preparation course. The birth preparation course is my childbirth education class that gets you calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful birth with an emphasis or focus on birth in the hospital. You can check out all the details of the birth preparation course at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. Um, Well over a thousand moms have gone through the course at this point, and I would love to have you go through it too. All right, let's get into the birth story episode with Monique. All right, thank you so much, Monique, for agreeing to come onto the podcast. I am so excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Dr. Nicole. I am all for the top excited. (laughs) So why don't we start off by having you tell us a bit about yourself and your family? I'm trying to keep it short. I am originally from Suriname in South Uh America, so I speak Dutch. That's my first language. But I've lived in St. Martin for 12 years, where I also spoke Dutch and English. Okay. Then I moved to the States, which is a whole other story and podcast by itself, (laughs) um, where I met my husband, who is, he's from Guyana, but he's lived here since he was 11 or so. Okay. So... In order to understand the birth, we have to understand what the pregnancy was like. So what was your pregnancy and prenatal care like? In the moment, it felt heavy. Mm. But looking back, it was was a breeze. What I mean with, so it has to do with me having a very low pain threshold. Okay. So I can't take headaches for hours, for instance. I I can't take pain at all. See, we all have to know where we stand. So you know where you stand with pain. Yes. Yes. But it was pretty straightforward. Well, was it straightforward? Yes and no. I had a miscarriage the year before, which ended at 10 weeks. Okay. And it was just chromosomal anomalies. Um, So for this pregnancy, I was very alert. Did they they actually actually send the tissue off to be? No. Okay. They did not. But the OBGYN explained that to me. It was 10 weeks. And actually, at my first ultrasound, the heartbeat was already weak. Okay. And he, I think he actually ex- he actually suspected it already because the way he spoke to me, he was speaking in the sense of, you know, miscarriages can happen. And I'm wondering, why do you talk to me about miscarriage at my first meeting? Got it. 
And he said, come back next week. Let's see if the heartbeat is a bit stronger. Okay. And it was not. Okay. There was no heartbeat the next time. Okay. So I asked him the next meeting, why did you say that? And what that you see warranted you telling me all of this? He said, right. well, your age is one. Mm-hmm. The heartbeat wasn't there is two. The age wasn't corresponding with what you said at your last menstrual period. So I understood those sure. things. And that was a surprise okay. to me. And that was the first time I heard that one in four people have a miscarriage the first time. Mm-hmm. So... I decided there and then I'm going to prepare everything I can for my next marriage, uh, for my next um, uh, pregnancy, everything right. I can know. Right. But the pregnancy was a breeze. I was just, um, what's the word, not just for a few days only. And in the end, I was just tired. I was just tired of being pregnant. Okay. <laughs> um, I couldn't turn in bed. I couldn't get up from the chair by myself. Right. But that's all. I had no issues whatsoever. None. Nothing. Not no bleeding. No spotting. It was clear. And good. And let's remind folks: what what age are you, or were you at your pregnancy? At, so the first marriage. The, I keep saying marriage. The first hmm. pregnancy, I was forty. Okay. The second one, I was forty-one, and then forty-two at delivery. Okay. Okay. So I'm currently forty-two. Okay. And did you have any trouble getting pregnant at all? No. Actually, I wasn't expecting to get pregnant because I am 42. My right. husband is older. He's 56. Okay. So pregnancy was a blessing. Gotcha. I asked him in the beginning, would you mind if we don't get children? And he said, well, I didn't marry you for your ovaries. So no. <laughs> so overall, then you were satisfied with your prenatal care? I was. To be honest, I was. Um, the OBGYN, and I really love him, Dr. Griggs. He gave me time to and ask all my questions. And I had a lot of questions, you know, because I did a lot of research. And I wanted to know how he stood on what his opinion was on certain things. I wanted to understand and know. And he gave me time every time. I would call and I was, I am actually very satisfied with the care. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. So now you mentioned that you had to get adjusted to U.S. birth customs. What do you mean by that? I have never given birth one, and I have never given birth in the U.S. But I know how cost, how things are in Suriname, where I'm from, and in Saint Martin, things are just different. Um, one of the differences is I'm not sure if you can choose either OBGYN or midwife. That's one. Secondly, in in Suriname, the the conversation with a doctor is is a one way conversation. Mm. He says or she said what will happen, and that's it. Because my, my younger sister was pregnant at the same time or even earlier. And I would ask her certain things and she wouldn't know. And I'm, I would say, you know, ask. But the culture isn't there to ask. So either the culture isn't there or the, the time is not there to ask. Gotcha. We don't have doulas. That's one. Mm-hmm. Because in the Caribbean, your family is your doula. You have a mom, there a sister, there a cousin. So you don't worry about after. I had to worry about it because we are secluded almost. Yeah, I had to get a cost. I get a, had a custom to the U.S. by itself. I don't know how things go. I'm here only for two years, so I had to adjust myself to that, and then being pregnant in a strange country. Gotcha. That's yeah. a lot to get used to. It is. Yeah, it was. But my experience was positive. Yeah. I must say. Okay. Good. And listening to, I have listened to a few stories. Listening to persons, not everybody has that same positive experience. They have to either fight for what they want, or you know advocate, practically fight for what they want. I did not have experience at all. Okay, good, 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 good. And do you have any family here or is it just you and your husband? I have no family here. Um, okay. And his closest family lives five hours away. Right, right, right. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. What concerns did you have being an older first-time mom? 
one being old by itself <laughs> because I've, I've heard so often that I'm geriatric and all of that so that was my concern right. that getting pregnant may be a blessing but that's not all also because my younger sister who I told you about she actually got a stillborn so oh. I had that in the back of my head then I had my miscarriage so I every time I woke up I was happy I was still pregnant sure so that was an issue by itself that's one and would I be able to carry my child to term and have a healthy child? Because being older, you're susceptible to more sicknesses and all other things. Mm -hmm. So those were my only concerns. And after that, would I be able to deal with all the postpartum issues? That right. was really my only concern. Right, right, right. Yeah. So how far along was your sister when she had a stillbirth? She doesn't know. It was full term. Oh, my gosh. I think it was more than 37. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And yeah. 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 That's I, a, I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a oh, lot. Oh, and on top of that, my mom also lost her first child, but he was one and a half. So I have that history to deal with. So I'm thinking, whew, how will this go? Sure. And, and I was trying hard not to let that concern me too much that my pressure would go up. Mm -hmm. So you have to deal with that and yet be peaceful and calm inside, yeah. not to affect the baby in any yeah. way. Yeah. So yeah. waking up pregnant was my concern every day. Okay. Okay, yeah. so you would wake up every day and say, I'm thankful that I'm still pregnant. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's do this. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you did to prepare for your birth? I did a lot. I really, really did a lot. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I don't like surprises at all. I like to know everything. I know I cannot know everything, but at mm -hmm. least I wanted to know what the possibilities were. Mm -hmm. So I listened to thousand podcasts. <laughs> And when I say thousand, I mean, I will mention them. I will mention a few. Sure, yeah. I had, I downloaded a few apps. I will mention them in a, in a minute. Uh -huh. And I enrolled in everything that says, let's help mom. One of the <laughs> things is that my insurance has a program called Baby Yourself uh -huh. from Blue, Blue Cross Blue Shield. I enrolled in it for a nurse to call me every month to see what's going on. I hired a doula, both a birth doula and a postpartum doula. Okay. I did my prenatals and I did elements. Mm -hmm. Um and I like their service too. That's a whole different story. Yeah. So what I did was I did research on older moms, uh -huh. old pregnancy older than 40 years. I read a lot. So the apps that I used were what to expect. They have an app uh -huh. and they give you week by week prognosis of what you can expect. Right. And 24 Baby, which is a Dutch app, but same same concept. Sure. I did birth education. I did yours, uh -huh. which I like. I still have it, of course. I There's also a birth education done by a doula. Her name is Nakia Lawson. Okay. Free education. Okay. And they do it and they have it every month, four days. Uh-huh. Four, four times a month, yes, correct. And they explain everything the same way you explain it, only from a doula standpoint, you had from got a medical it. standpoint. Got it, got it, got it. And all those things helped. And I had a podcast. Uh -huh. The first one I listened to is Life After Miscarriage because I had to deal with that. Okay. And basically, that was for me to know, to validate my feelings because sure. it was really, really painful. Sure. And nobody speaks about it being painful. Mm -hmm. It was really like, um, what do you call those things? Contractions. Mm -hmm. It was bad. Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to hear that somebody had the same experience. Sure. So when I heard a few stories that it is possible, I said, okay, then I'm okay. I listen to the bird hour. Mm -hmm. I listen to all about pregnancy and bird. Mm -hmm. I listen to evidence-based bird. Yeah. 24 baby, which is a Dutch one. Okay. We have down to bird, preggy pals, pregnancy podcast. Uh -huh. And the one that I like is, is it normal? Oh, I haven't heard that one. That's, I think it's a British one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a real, where uh, a, a pregnant lady talks to both a doctor and a doula. 
and they ask questions. Is this normal? This happens to me. Is it normal? And then she would explain it. So those nice. are the the podcasts I listen to. Okay, so you were very well prepared. Yes. <laughs> so after a while, when people come onto your podcast, I could almost say, "Okay, this is going to happen. It's going to be suggested." <laughs> I was almost an online OBGYN. Right, right, right. <laughs> I yeah. love it, love so it. So I, I knew the possibilities. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Did you know that 95% of pregnant women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? Enter Ritual. Their prenatal contains 350 milligrams of eco-friendly vegan omega-3 DHA in every serving. One of the reasons I like Ritual is that it's a female-founded B Corp meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. In addition to those omega-3 DHAs to support baby's brain development, Ritual also has choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. And the capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole. Start Ritual or add a Central for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole for 25% off. So what are some things that you wanted for your birth? It may sound funny, but all I wanted was peace. Mm. I wanted to be at peace with everything that happened. So be it a, 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 a what do you call it, no medication mm-hmm. because it was not available, be it a C-section because whatever happened, be it whatever emergency, I wanted to be at peace with any decision. Yeah, I wanted to be informed every step of the way. Yeah. And for me to know that, I had to know what the possibilities are so that I could ask the right questions. Yes. I wanted no surprises. And I wanted no pain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted a epidural from the minute I walked in. I know sure. it's not possible, but walking with my back open. Yeah, like, I'm right ready. Go, yes. <laughs> I'm ready. And I told the doctor from the beginning, I want no pain at all. Right. I cannot take pain. Okay. But for me, important was um, peace. Yeah. And I wanted to be included in every decision. Okay. Don't tell me I'm going to do this. No. Sure. We have to do this. What do you think? Right. So, right. I yeah, love that. I love that's what that. I, wanted. I love that. Yeah. So then what exactly happened with your birth? Um, so everything went well. Um, but by week 37, I was tired. I mm-hmm. want, I wanted it over with, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, most doulas don't, um, encourage induction. Mm-hmm. I was ready. You were like, I'm, I l- mean, let's, let's get it going. Let's right. get it over. <laughs> yes. But also I knew that, and I think I asked you once also that, um, the older you are, mm-hmm. the, what was the explanation? The explanation was from evidence-based birth that the placenta loses its, not value, but it's... Yeah, it, it, start, it doesn't work as well. Correct. After mm-hmm. with the normal birth after 40 weeks. Mm-hmm. But that happens at 37 when you're 40 and older. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be, I wanted the baby out by 37 weeks. So when I went for my, um, oh, and by the way, my baby was almost always breech. Okay. Almost always. I could feel her head on the side. Okay. But by, I think, week 36, 30. 36 she turned head down i was so happy okay but when i went to my 37th seven week appointment she was breech again okay <laughs> let me see no she was no she was head down okay indeed. 
but then I mentioned induction. I said, "What? How about it?" He said, "Yes, he was going to mention it." And by the way, my due date was Christmas. Okay, really December twenty fifth. Uh-huh. So the doula was saying, "Be careful. People push their induction dates around uh-huh. those days." Yeah, they do. I didn't care. <laughs> I wanted the baby out, <laughs> so I wasn't. But I really. So when he said it, I. At least I brought it up, not he did. I did sure. it first. He said, I would like to induce you at week 38, if you're 39, if you're okay. I said, I'm okay. So when I went to my appointment for the 39th week, we were going to make an appointment. And he said, well, actually, the hospital doesn't agree with that policy. They want to induce at week 40. So I was very, very disappointed that day. Mm. I almost cried because they said, no induction for you. Your age is not an indication. So Really? Even being over 40? Yes. I'm surprised. Although the doctor really wanted, but the hospital wasn't. They said, we can put you on the wait list. Uh-huh. And I went home really disappointed. Actually, sad. I was really sad. I wanted to cry. Sure. But I decided, you know what, I will. It, it was the week before Christmas. We celebrated Christmas. I didn't go anywhere because I was really uncomfortable at mm-hmm. that time. Nothing fits. And then the hospital called on Boxing Day. They said, we have a space available. Are you willing? I, my husband and I rushed out of the house. Yes, we are ready. <laughs> the bag the was packed from week 30. So right. we, we went out. I said, but wait, you said the waiting was to be for the Tuesday. They said, yes, if it has to be Tuesday, you have to come on Monday so we can prepare. Sure. I explained my husband, induction doesn't mean the baby will be here tomorrow. Right. It means they will start. I, I was a doctor. I explained yeah, this will yes. happen. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was calm. We went and they, the room was really roomy. It was an apartment. It was right. really nice. Nice. And then they did a scan and noticed she was breached. Okay. I said, wow, <laughs> at this point you want to be breached? So, um, and the lady, the doctor who came in, I now I know that she's a hospitalist because she was not my doctor, ah. but she was at the hospital. Uh-huh. She did say, I work with your, with your OBGYN. Your baby is rich. I can try the EC fee. I wasn't for that because I know it's painful. Okay. I know it works 50% of the time. I was informed. You, yes. You, yes. <laughs> um, I said, no, we are not going to try that. She said, how, how do you think about the C-section? And I said, I am, I am okay with it. Right. I'm not going to push out the breech baby. Right. I mean, let's do what we need to do. She said, we can schedule one for tomorrow if you're okay with it. I said, I'm okay with it. Right. So we scheduled one for the next day. And I was really at ease. And then all of a sudden, I heard my machine beeping. So I called the nurse. I said, something is beeping over here. She said, it's beeping because your pressure is really high. It was 160. Mm. My pressure has always been 125, 135. Mm-hmm. But 160 was really high. He said, and your liver enzymes are elevated, something like that. So you are at risk for preeclampsia. I said, oh, so it's a good thing that I'm actually here. Right. Because I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't right. feeling bad or so. Right. So I was happy to be at the hospital where they could catch it one time. So I was happy to be there. Yes. And so they gave me magnesium immediately. And I knew magnesium can make you feel bad. It did not. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, it did not. But at least I was prepared for it. Everybody who talks about it. And I explained when they left, I talked to my husband. Are you okay with us going ahead with a C-section? Mm-hmm. I don't want to the easy f- I, I explained him why not right he said man i should have listened to your 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 podcast and your stories more often to know that you know all of this so you should have yes yes, <laughs> yes you should have <laughs> and i i've them a few times but um anyway every time i listen i explained him what i learned um so we decided to do that the next morning and my OBGYN came in he said are you ready i said i'm ready as can be yeah i know the the epidural can hurt the initial mm-hmm. 
kind of, I did not. I was really at ease. Um, the only thing I was wondering is how did they get me from one bed to the next? Anyway, ah. um, <laughs> it was really, I don't know, because I didn't see anybody lifting, but I was. Uh-huh. Yeah, we kind of we slide, folks. Yeah. So, wow, that's, that's good. <laughs> then he came in. He said, um, you know why you're here? I said, yes. Yeah, we're asking you just that we don't remove your uterus by accident. We know, you know, what we're going sure. to do. He said, and then I remember you did that too. We call it, a, you said a stop to see, uh-huh. you know, that we had the right person. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and I'm going to check if your epidural works. And it does because I pinched and you didn't scream. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I didn't feel anything. Right. He said, I also put the liquid that's supposedly to be icy, icy and I didn't feel it. So. Good. I was good. Good. He said, I'm not going to give you a play-by-play. It, it doesn't matter. I said, I don't need the play-by-play. Right. All I need is to hear the baby cry. Right. So we started at 8. She was out by 8.14. Okay. And she she screamed her lungs out, <laughs> as she still does. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes. They did not do skin-to-skin, but I, I think, because I asked him before. He said, yes, we can do it, but I didn't discuss skin-to-skin with the C-section. Okay. But they gave her to me, and they gave it to my husband after, when okay. I was rolled out to um, the next room. I forgot what the room okay. is. Okay. And I was pain-free for the entire day. He came the next morning, and I asked him, did everything go well? He said, yes, you did great. And I asked him if I made the greatest, if I made a good decision declining the ECF. He said, actually, I am happy you did. Because first of all, we don't know why she was breached all the time. Mm-hmm. And once you have breached again, mm-hmm. it may have been something in your uterus. So we don't know. So I'm happy you did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said, you did excellent. He yeah. said that a few times. Yeah. I said, no, you did excellent. So <laughs> he said, how is the pain? I said, actually, I have no pain at all really the next day but the day after he explained we give you pain medication for 24 hours right so the pain will come in gradually and it did okay (laughs) (laughs) but not as bad because i remember the next day i was in pain but it wasn't the incision now i know it's probably it has been gas Uh i didn't know gas could hurt so much listen that can be that can be awful it can really be awful really just air yes yes (sighs) Yes. I cried. Yes, yes. It's like, Lord, help me, please. I have got to yes. get this out of my body. Yes. I had mm-hmm. no clue. So the nurse said, I think it's gas. I said, no, it's not gas. It's pain. Right. <laughs> she, was, she was a really nice nurse, I must say, no, Nurse Joan. She said, what about a suppository? I said, I don't think that will help. It's just painful. And then they gave me some um, IV pain medication. It was really, really bad. Mm. But after that, it was okay. Um, the only thing I was surprised about is that before before delivery, I couldn't get out of bed myself. And I thought it would be over. Oh, it was even worse. I couldn't get out of bed myself. I couldn't walk. <laughs> but I had a piece that I wanted. I felt at ease. Right. I felt okay. Right. It, was, it was good. I mean, second is not the ideal way to deliver a baby. But I was really okay with everything. Considering my age, she was breached. And my pressure went up for no reason. Yeah. Really for no reason. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, even though I don't know, you know, I don't know if I would say that it's not ideal. It seems like that was the way that she was supposed to come. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, that was- and I wanted, I didn't want it to be a surprise for me. Yeah. I knew what would happen at a C-section. I've, every step I wanted to know, how are they going to numb me? How? Sure. So, yeah. That's awesome. But it was really okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So then did you, are you breastfeeding? I am. Okay. Um, not exclusively though, uh-huh. but mostly breastfeeding. Um, but my position was, I want to breastfeed, but not at all costs. Yeah. If it's going to hurt me, that I am in mortal debt every day yeah. to feed her, then no. Yeah. But I also wanted to give myself time because I know it's a new thing. 
um, by the way, my my bird doula was is also a lactation consultant, so ah, she helped me before. Nice with nice. positions. The hospital also has lactation consultants uh-huh. who can who you can get you know at a at, at a call immediately. So I I got my my support. Good. Hey, so you made it this far in the episode, and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favor to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy into Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me, and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. And was your birth doula there at the hospital with you? Not during, not at the birth because this hospital doesn't al- only allow one person. Gotcha. And my husband was there. Okay. And I had a doula because I, I remember telling the doula, I want a doula because I want my husband to be my husband. Uh-huh. Not helping me. What, I want him to be there for me. Yeah. And then you be there for me and for him eventually. Yeah. So, but since she knew that the baby was breached, she said, I cannot be there at the birth. Um, but I will come after. Okay. She did come after. I cannot remember. I told her, I cannot remember that you came. She said, I have a picture. Look, I was here. <laughs> I do not remember. Right. At all. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but she was, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was probably drugged up and, yeah, in yeah. baby land. Yeah. 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 And then you yeah. said you had, you have a postpartum, you or you hired a postpartum doula also. Yes. Because I'm, we are on our own. Uh-huh. His mom lives five hours away. My mom is f- a f- an ocean away. Sure. <laughs> and I didn't, as I said, I don't want surprises. I mm-hmm. want to see one. Can I do it? And if not, I want somebody available right gotcha. there and then. Gotcha. So I think we called her from the second day. My husband was home for uh-huh. two weeks after. Okay. And then he started working again um, slowly. And but now he's working full time. So okay. we we contacted the person. She was recommended by the other doula. Uh-huh. And I told her. All I want you here for is for me to relax. I don't want to wash dishes. I don't. I just want to relax. She yeah. said, that's what I'm here for. I said, I want to be lazy. I want to be, I don't want to be a super mom. Yes. I love it. And she said, that's what I'm here for. Yes. So she really did that. She gave me the rest that I needed. Um, simple things, wash the dishes, bring the baby for me because I couldn't walk immediately. Bring her for me. You, nur- um, you hold her after I nurse. It, that was really good. Four hours a day. And it, it did work. It, it, it was still heavy because you are the rest of the day by yourself. Right. And I remember one day, but I knew it was half hormones and half 
tiredness, like sleep uh-huh. deprivation. Uh-huh. I was dreading the nights because she wasn't sleeping at night. Mm. Or let me say it differently, she would sleep at night, but mm. to get her to sleep at night was hell. Gotcha. So, so I cried. I said, I don't want it to be night. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he said, why? Well, then we call the doula. I said, you're right. Let's call it. Then I know at least, even if I didn't sleep, I can sleep in the morning when she's here. Right. So it, it worked out. I am now six weeks and I'm not as tired as I was. Okay. Uh, I have a friend who came over from St. Martin. So she cooks and she she does everything. She, she is my, oh. my live-in doula. <laughs> That's, that is very nice. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Very so nice. It really helps to have somebody around. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. And I love how you were very clear, like, this is what I need. So <laughs> help me with yeah. this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to yes. come here and make me feel lazy because I sit the whole day, then I don't need you. It, I love it. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So have you had your postpartum visit yet? Your postpartum checkup? Yes. Mm-hmm. I went yesterday and he said again, you did great. I said, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, I said, I enjoyed, what did I tell him? I said, thank you. He said, no, I enjoyed taking care of you. I really mm. did because with every with every visit I had my questions ready and not not the yes or no question but what do you think of a doula and he would answer me and I like the way he answered right. what do you think of induction and how is it up he really nothing was offensive for mm-hmm. him um, it was a really conversation yes and I enjoyed yes. it yes and I didn't attack him and I wasn't there with the with a decline everything mm-hmm. um, policy that people like these days mm-hmm. everything is declined this de- no I wasn't for that right. Um, I just wanted to understand everything. So I went yesterday and he said, um, everything is going well. He said, the only thing is you cannot get pregnant for a year. I said, in the event, I don't want to. But in the event I do, (laughs) is it a disaster? He said, it's not, but we would not want you to be pregnant within a year. So we spoke about that. I told him I did a whole lot of research, but I did not do research on birth control Uh, after. mm -hmm. So we spoke about that. And it was a good conversation. Good, 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 good. So how do you feel overall about things? If you had asked me three weeks ago, I would say I am dead tired. Mm-hmm. I am happy, but I'm dead tired. Mm-hmm. But today, uh, six weeks out, I have my friend um, here. I feel good. good. I good. will not, but I think I can do it again, okay. but I will not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I feel good. good. Um, she, she, is, she is really adorable. She sleeps during the day. She right. sleeps during the night. But to get her to sleep, after five, she just wants to be up, I think. Sure, sure. Um, but other than that, I feel good. good. Uh, I can walk. Uh-huh. I can laugh. Because you know, in the beginning, you cannot even laugh. Yeah. I can laugh again. Okay. I lost a lot of weight. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I like that. It's, I mean, that's that's not what you want with pregnancy, but it, it worked for me. Right, right. I love it. And, and when are you going back to work? Or are you going back to work? Yes, I'm going back to work March 15th. Yeah. I took, um, so 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Okay. I got 12 weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So March 15. So okay. I have a whole month more to go. Yeah. 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 And my, then my mom will be here 10 days after. So I'm good. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. That'll be yes. nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. a good thing to look forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So then what is your one favorite piece of advice that you would give to folks who are getting ready for their birth? I would say prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to prepare, you have to research a lot. You have to know what are knowledgeable resources, what are good resources. Prepare. Do a birth education class. It really, really helps to know all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Not to cling to one possibility. Not to cling to, I want a non-medication, non-medicated birth. But to know everything that can happen. So that whatever it happens, you are at ease. Yes. So prepare. And plan your postpartum. The way mm-hmm. I had my doula plan, it really helped. 
plan postpartum as well because mm-hmm. if the baby's here, then what? Right. I mean, the nurse in the hospital will not come with you, although I wanted to. <laughs> but prepare and plan postpartum. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, where can women connect with you? Are you on social media anywhere or anything like that? You can say no. <laughs> yeah, I was on Instagram. I'm not anymore. Okay. I'm on Facebook, which is private. So the best way to reach me is email, which I find more personal, actually. Okay. So people may send me an email. Or actually, uh, how about if anybody wants email. to contact her? Yeah, you can email us and we will put her because I don't like to give out folks emails. So Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, Monique, thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the podcast. There are so many great lessons and things that people will be able to take away from this. So I so appreciate your time. Thank you. And thank you for what you do. I mean, I learned a lot from your podcast because of your podcast. I was at ease. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Wasn't that a great episode? Monique is wonderful. She's also super active in our Facebook group for the birth preparation course mom. So if you ever have a question in there, she's one of the first people to respond. And I so appreciate her, her being a part of our community. Now, you know, when we have a guest on the show, I do something called Dr. Nicole's Notes, where I talk about my top takeaways from my conversation. And here are my Dr. Nicole's Notes from my conversation with Monique. Number one, she knows who she is, okay? She knew that she does not deal well with pain. That is not something that she was interested in experiencing at all. And I want you to take that lesson and apply it to your own life in the sense of do you during your pregnancy and birth experience. There is no shortage of people who will tell you what you should or should not do with your pregnancy and birth experience. You need to, however, trust yourself, know yourself. You'll have people who say, oh, you should do unmedicated. Oh, you should absolutely get an epidural. Don't listen to what other people think. Tune into what you know is best for yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you don't like hear other people out, right? You gather information. You listen to what people say from reputable sources, by the way, because there are also some not so reputable sources. So you gather your information and then you do what works best for you. Okay. So do you during your pregnancy and birth experience, you're smart enough, you're capable enough to make those decisions for yourself with the appropriate input with the appropriate background information so you know you're making truly informed decisions. Okay, number two. Not only did Monique know who she is, she was very clear about what she wanted, okay? She knew what she wanted for her birth experience and she was very clear about the decisions that she made. And I believe she was so clear about that because she informed herself. She was armed with knowledge. She was going into it, not blind, not ignorant. She really prepared herself well so that when things come up, she felt confident about making the decisions that felt right and felt good for her. That's one of the things that the birth preparation course, my childbirth education class will do for you is help you feel confident and empowered when you make decisions. You have that background information so that you can make decisions that work best for you and feel really good about those decisions, whatever those decisions are. Again, check out all the details in the birth preparation course at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. And then the final point is that 
Monique had a village, okay? She was not playing about the support. She had a birth doula. She had a postpartum doula. She had family timing coming in, you know, lactation counselor. You really need to assemble your village. And this really needs to start during your pregnancy. Like you really need to start preparing things and your support lining up during your pregnancy for the postpartum period. I can tell you, we as a medical system do a horrible, and I mean horrible job, preparing people for the postpartum period. We may bring up like, oh, do you want a breast pump kind of thing? But please do not count on your doctor doing this for you because they're not. It's not something that we're trained on. It's just not something that is part of the traditional medical system. So you need to do that for yourself. I would say in the third trimester is when you start lining up things that you need to have. Maybe you line up a lot, not maybe, you should definitely line up a lactation counselor. Um, Put on your registry, perhaps, that you want support towards a postpartum doula. And people sometimes think like doulas can be super expensive, but you can often have like just one visit or two visits. They don't have to come every night. Maybe they can come a couple times a week for a little bit. So it doesn't have to be like a tremendous amount, but that investment can really have a lot of returns. So put on your registry that you want a postpartum doula. Maybe you need to line up a pelvic physical therapist to help get your physical body back in shape. So start assembling your village and have your village and your support in place during your pregnancy, because the medical system ain't going to do it for you. That's just the reality. Okay. So there you have it. Do me a favor, share this podcast with a friend, share it with like three people. Okay. Three people. There's a share button inside the app where you're listening to me right now, but appreciate it. If you share, I am on a mission to reach and serve as many pregnant folks as possible. So if you think, or you know, someone who might benefit from this, whether they are pregnant, whether they are a childbirth educator or a doula or a physical therapist or whatever they may be, then then share it, please. I would so, so, so appreciate it. And be sure you're subscribed so you do not miss an episode. And I love to hear what you think about the show. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankin. Shoot me a DM there. I would love to hear what you think about the show. Love to hear if you have other ideas for shows. I am always open. My DMs are open. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Do me a favor and come on back next week. And remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth.